Hey y'all, you're listening to Their Ladyship, Joyous Queens Behind the Scenes, hosted by Courtney Turin and Emmeline Chapel, where we talk all things fashion, business, wellness, and pop culture. Because sometimes you just need that queen perspective. We hope this podcast adds a little sparkle and inspiration to all the queens out there. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, ladybugs. It's been a minute, but me and Courtney are back. And this week's, or I guess this episode's theme. Yeah, you know we don't do this. Well, I know. <laughs> but as soon as I said that, I was like remembering my video. Like, and this week's theme, like, no. This yeah. Is the episode theme is reflections. Yes. And so we've got a couple of quotes of the daily because... You know we can't choose just one. No, no, no. These were good. I remember we looked these up. We had to pick two. Yeah. So, um, which, by the way, reminds me of uh, you pick two meal at uh, Panera. (laughs) (laughs) The first one was my selection. And it is to take a moment to appreciate how far you've come. And I know that sounds simple, but... That's something I personally have a hard time with. So sometimes I just have to remind myself to stop thinking about where I want to be or where I wish I was mm-hmm. and just pause and be like, okay, Courtney today has come a long way and just celebrate that a little bit. Yes. I'm the same way. Like I actually made myself, what was it? Like a month ago, I sat down and just made myself journal all the teeny tiny wins like you've learned how to edit videos or like oh my gosh you know what i mean like because that quote when you picked it i was like i think if we did that more and more we probably wouldn't walk around feeling just so inadequate because we'd be like but wait a minute even like in the last month let's look at how far we've come you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah like um i know everybody not everybody per se but a lot of people experience imposter syndrome and I'm like, maybe it's Same. because we just have to be our own cheerleader more often. Like when I was in science world, um, you work, like you plan a project, you design the experiment, you collect the data, you analyze it, you write a paper, with, wow. you submit it to a journal. And it's all this huge process that can take like years. And then once your paper gets published, it's like, okay, like I've already started the next research project. But the paper, like, you should celebrate that moment. Yeah. And that's something my my dad told me, because he's in science, too. And he's like, you have to really, like, set, take a minute when you get your work published and just celebrate that. Because that's like, whew, you worked so hard to get up to that point. For sure. That's a lot that goes behind that. Yeah. And then um, it kind of makes it all worthwhile if you're able to sit in that moment of just like letting yourself appreciate the outcome for a minute. It's sad to feel like it's so tough. Like, cause when I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, I don't do that enough. Like I'm always jumping to the next. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I did that. Okay. Now what though? Yeah. I need to do this. I need to go higher. It needs to be that. And then I never sit and go, Oh my gosh, like you did this today. Yeah. And like, think about this. If, you you're 26 now Mm -hmm. and you have your own business you're working in an industry that you love you know you have lots of friends and people that admire you and if you think back to your yeah you think back to yourself as 
18 or even 20 year old MLI. Oh my God. Same for you though, Court. Just all the things that you've told me like in your journey from like the early 20s to now. I mean, it's like, yeah, we need to, we really need to like do that more often. It's almost like we need to just create like a little vision board, but it's like a past vision where it's like this timeline of, but look at all the different things that you've done. Yeah, because the what you're doing now, at one time, if you saw yourself as another person living the life that you're living, you would be like, holy shit, she is a queen Cleopatra and I want to be just like her when I get there. Yes! And you're there now. And now you've leveled up and you have a new, like, iconic view of what you want. Right! So you gotta appreciate the fact that, you know, you've climbed part way up this ladder. It's so hard to take it in. I know. You know what I mean? You know, I always give you advice, like, as if I have it all figured. I already do this. No. I have to remind myself the same shit. <laughs> I love it, though, Court, because you give the best advice. Like, you make it you make it feel achievable. Like, she's right. I need to do that. I need to just have that in the forefront of my brain more. Yeah. So... Maybe I can reflect back at you, like, how impressed I am with with today, Emily. I love that, like, reflecting just on today. I got up today. You got up today. Damn, it's getting harder and harder (laughs) to get up. I'm like, what is this world that we're living in? (laughs) Climate. Yeah, I know. When I was making notes for this episode, there's a lot that we got to get into with just like even the personal recap, just everything that's going on like in the climate. Mm-hmm. So it does, it is good even more, I feel like, to be reflecting on, okay, everything is crazy right now, but let's reflect on how far we've come in this hour. Yes. So do you want to go to the second quote? Yes. So my quote was, growth is often uncomfortable, messy, and full of feelings you weren't expecting, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's that tough love type of quote I'm mad I picked it because I don't even want to hear it right now <laughs> growth can be painful that, I feel like in the moment it's those times where you literally feel uncomfortable messy and full of like nothing but negative feelings and everyone's telling you this is growth though and like you're going to get out of this and when you get out of this you'll, you'll realize oh this was for the better but Courtney those those are the worst. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I'm thinking about a topic I know we're gonna get to later in the episode, but um, like therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, though those moments of growth are so hard fought because, like that that type of experience where you're pushing the boundary of like, what you're comfortable doing or like what you've done before. Yeah. Or even the times where you're kind of feeling negative. Like, that that's just an opportunity to think about why am I... Like, reflect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to reflect on why am I feeling like this. That means I, I guess I should change something. Like, what should I change? That's true. I feel like I hear that from, like, my mom and, like, my therapist. And sometimes even, like, friends. And it, it will be that thing of when you start having those, like, feelings of restlessness or, like, uncomfort like check in with yourself and see like like the word reflect and just should I change anything does something need to be tweaked like yeah. what's going on yeah 
Okay, so um, let's go ahead and move into our personal recap. Yay! So what's been going on in your life? I I feel like it must have been like two months since we've done, we've seen each other, but we haven't done the podcast. Yeah. Um, I had to like think back, I was like, what has been happening? <laughs> well, Everything. oh my God, I got COVID, which I'm still kind of struggling womp, with like, womp. for real. Like, still struggling with COVID brain. That was rough. Like, I do not want to go through that again. Um, business has definitely been, like, up and down. Like, I feel like inflation, the economy, and just, like, the climate that we're in is really, like, affecting business in a way where... And I, I get it. Like, I totally understand, like, money is tight and people are really trying to figure out where in their life do they want to be investing. Like, could this wait? Should I wait? Do I want to do it now? But I'm finding that, like, how can I explain this? The word, like, vibrations keeps coming to mind. Like, when I was thinking about this episode and, like, what I've been feeling in the past two months, I find that I'm having really good conversations with women. Like, even though they may not be able to invest in personal styling right now, a lot of women, the ones that are able to invest right now and even the ones that can't at the moment, it's the same similarity of, they're, they're, they're like really moving and shaking in their life. Like they're changing careers or they're, they're, they're working corporate and they're also going off on their own business, small business venture, or they're just wanting to like feel really good. Like it seems like women are just in this state of life feels really short or life feels really crazy, but I want to feel my best. So that's been like refreshing. Like even though business is up and down, I've been trying to kind of make myself stop and be in the present and be like, but you know what? You had this really good conversation today or even like networking. Like I've been trying to network more and like get myself out there and go to different events. And it's scary, but it's like, it's been good to just talk with people, just see where like women's heads are at. So I don't know, like there wasn't a lot recap wise, like there hasn't been a lot of things happening. It's just been a lot of conversations and energy, I guess, is what it feels like. I've also been kind of feeling the need or the desire to connect with people, especially women with the whole Supreme Court uh, decision that came down about Roe v. Wade and all that. Um, Just feeling the desire to be surrounded by uh, other women. Um, And the women I'm lucky to have in my life are really strong women like you who are like going out into the world and wanting to do things, wanting to live a life that's meaningful. Right. And I also think that um, having those conversations and establishing those connections, it's not only like laying the groundwork to um, a future opportunity that you might have with that person or someone else in the network, but it's also um, just developing your sense of connectedness to the community. I think that's what I'm feeling like when, when you had that, that bomb networking party for Exponent. <laughs> like every conversation I was having with people, it was so fluid. Like it wasn't this robotic, and what do you do? And I do this, oh. and here's my card, and let me sell you. It, it was none of that. And I, I'm finding that even when I'm talking with like women that are like inquiries with my business, it's really none of this. Sell me this, and what can you do? Yes. And how? Give me money. It's very like connecting. I feel like it seems like people are really just wanting to kind of 
build relationships, get to know you, connect, and like then go through with business, which I like because I think I'm better at that than I'm not. Like I took this really cool like fascination test where the results are showing you how people see you. So mine was trust, which was crazy. I'm like, wow, I'm glad like I make people feel trusted when they're around me. Is that the word trusted or trust? Worthy. Trustworthy. I definitely feel that way about you. Thanks, like I, boo. I trust telling you my Same. deepest, most embarrassing thing. I feel like Me I already too. have. <laughs> Me too, for real. Yeah. But the, I remember they that was my dominant and my least dominant was power, which is like someone, and I envy people like this. They are able to go into a room and be like, "Yes, this is what I do, and you should check it out." And here's my. Mm-mm. When I try to do that, it does not work. I no. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. What you were saying with like building the connections and that. I want to take that um, fascination quiz that you're talking about. I need to send you the link. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious. I'm curious too. I love all those quizzes where you're just trying to figure out more information about yourself. Me too. <laughs> like I'm trying to unlock some puzzle, like as if there's some final answer. <laughs> right, if but I, I gotta just know. take the right quiz. I will understand myself. Um, no, but give me the recap, boo. What's been up? Okay, so I feel like, okay, I'm like looking at some notes I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. And <laughs> it's okay. They're both about like taking space. So in Ooh. one instance, it's like in the context of my like close relationships, like just um, interfamily dynamic stuff, just telling someone when like the things aren't working for me the way that they are. Like Mm -hmm. just realizing that it's okay. And it's not a a statement negative about the other person. If I need more space, (laughs) some people just do. And I found that I'm that way. And I'm finally getting comfortable being like, all right, here's my boundary. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't like you, but yeah. That's really healthy, Courtney. Thank you. I have to work on that's one I have had to work on. Um, and also, like, related to that, my dad is, like, conservative. And so, especially with, like, the all the political atmosphere kind of being able to uh, take space from having discussions like that with him when I need to. Yes. Like, if, if it's, like, bothering me. Like, if you know, some conversation leaves me feeling upset or angry or whatever, just realizing it's okay to like, let there be some breathing room between us for a little while. Um, that's really true. Yeah. And not worrying too much about like how the other person is going to perceive my space taking action, you know, cause it's, it doesn't invalidate my needs. Exactly. <laughs> like, I've, I've kind of been on that journey, I feel like, too. Like, it's funny because we're recording this in July. So it's like the half of the halfway mark of 2022 and we're the episode's mm-hmm. reflection. And it's like, I feel you on that. Like, I think I've kind of been on that road, too. Of I read something. I don't know where I saw it. It was like last month. And it was like, don't be, a, be okay with disappointing, di- disappointing people more if it means that you can feel better. So, like, with you, like, yes, like, I'm going to take this space for me. I'm going to do this because I need this. I'm not going to worry and stress about 
for hours on end how this is affecting the other person. Yes. You can't. You have to just, you're feeling icky. How can I fix this for yeah. me? And like part of that um, processing that for me is forgiving myself for needing, <laughs> not that you should have to forgive yourself for needing space, but for needing to ask for it and to, yes. for potentially like, you know, that person having a negative reaction to me. One of the things I feel like is most valuable that I learned from therapy was like just the idea that you can't control other people's reactions oh my God. to you. Like Facts. you can't control how they feel about you. You I've also heard it said that it's none of your business what other people think about you. I've heard it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> Because it, in, even in the context of like self-presentation, like I've been thinking lately about cutting my hair really short, like into like a boyish haircut. And I was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm like, you know, uh, some, I'm sick or like I, they're going to assume that I am attracted to women or like whatever stupid thing they might think about it. And he's like, It'll be great. It'll be cathartic because for the first time you'll be like taking an action that's telling yourself, I don't care. Yes, Will. He yeah. said it perfectly. Yeah. It is, Courtney, because like with me, it definitely blossomed something inside of me where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. But it's still a, a journey and a process, but... I think when you do it, it really is, it's going to just crack something open in you where you're like, yeah, this is me. I'm mm -hmm. doing this for me. And then being able to like each day you get up after you cut it and you're able to walk out and like live your life like with this short hair, it just, it's going to do something. It really is. I'm excited. And I also think like in my mind, everyone's going to be at like, Everyone I know in my life who sees it for the first time, they're going to be like, oh my God, you cut your hair. And I'm already like, what am I going to say? Like, are they going to ask why? This is like, what you say. <laughs> yes, because I'm a baddie. I cut it. It was time. I'm ready. Do you love it? I love it. Just yeah. automatically just going in. Oh yeah, don't you love it? I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. You just have that energy. And if they're not like that, you don't surround yourself with True. them. That's what I've started to learn. Like when I, it's crazy too, because it all goes to something so small like your hair. Yeah, but, like who cares? But it, people care. Yes. And it does kind of start to help you navigate, okay, well, I'm not going to make space for you. Mm -hmm. Th these individuals don't make me feel good. So I'm going to start to be around people who are helping me feel better. Yeah. And also like, man, why is it so built into our society that like women should have long hair to be pretty like yes first of all why do i need to be pretty thank you second of all why is long hair pretty like i know i don't know it's just like okay even i used to have longer hair and now my hair is usually like in between chin and shoulder length and i remember the last time i cut it and it was like chin length um <laughs> my sister-in-law was like oh why did you cut your hair? And like, she's not the kindest. The why? Yeah, she's like the kindest person. And like, I know she didn't mean anything about it, but like, I was like, I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> but see, to me, that even goes back to like reflection again, because it's almost like it's not you. Well, oh no, no, no let me take that. Let me take Hold on. I had it. It's more like I've started to learn that in that moment, 
I think the person feels like, wow, I couldn't do that. But instead of saying, holy crap, that is so dope that you did it, I could never, but it looks bomb on you. I don't know what it is about people, but we don't do that. Instead, it's like, I'm uncomfortable that this person was able to do something that I don't think I have the confidence to do. I need to kind of break them down. Whether they're conscious of it or not, I'm sure she wasn't. But I do wonder that sometimes. It's like they it's a reflection on them like yeah they're just feeling something within them like wow i, I couldn't do it mm-hmm. and i could just go back to the whole thing of like why do i care what other people think especially about something so trivial as like i know some dead protein that grows off my scalp not the dead protein <laughs> i'm so dead that's true though well because it's just you know, just think back to like when you were little in kindergarten. It's like, it's just a, it's a girl thing. Yeah. Hair is such this thing that makes you feel connected to, well, this makes me feminine. Well, this mm-hmm. makes me pretty. Mm-hmm. Especially like growing up with me, like being biracial, like I didn't have my dad in my life. So my mom is Caucasian and they didn't have the best products back then. So my hair was a hot mess. And I remember mm-hmm. like... Even being like in first grade, being upset because I would see like girls with just really pretty hair and mine was not like that. I mean, it's it's definitely deeper. Like even like with, I tell people like with clothes all the time, like it's more than just fashion, like mm-hmm. your closet, your clothes. It holds like energy and emotion. So same thing with your hair. Yeah. So next time you see me, I'll be having shorter hair. I'm so excited. All right, so we're, one of the things that we're going to talk about today are experiences that have shaped us. Uh, I think that fits in pretty well with the theme of reflection because Definitely. we got to look back and see like what are those big moments and maybe they were the moments that were really hard and icky at the time. Like the quote, the uncomfortable. Mm, you know, I'm making connections. Making <laughs> <laughs> connections and reflections. And reflections. So, what's an experience that you want to tell us about today? I, when I was making some of the notes for this episode, I had like those three, I have three like main points, but it's funny. They all kind of happen like in this chunk of time period from like 2015 to 2020. So, we've got my first breakup, not knowing my future, meeting my dad, like all of those things definitely, I would say... So I'm 26 now, so I would say that was like from ages 19 to about, what is that? I'm really bad at math. 2015, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So that's five years, so 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, about like to 20, 19 to like 23, 24. That whole time period has been... That was like just before I met you. I know! <laughs> that's crazy. So you were shaped before I even I sh- arrived on the scene. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, it's funny, too, because, like, when we were talking about, like, your quote, the first quote for Quote of the Daily, where it's, like, think about, like, how far you've come. And it's just so interesting because I can look back and just think there there were so many different Emma lines, like, in that time period from, like, 2015 to 2020. So, like, I'll start with the first one. So, we've got... For the first breakup, oh my god. So I was in a relationship in high school from freshman year to a year after high school. 
you know, you're young. That's and a like, long one. That's long, right? I know. Like four and a half years. And, you know, like your world seems so small and you're just like, I'm going to marry this person. Mm. Like, you know, you, you just think you have it all primed out. But now like as a 26 year old looking at 15 year old Emmeline to 19, I'm just like, girl, you had so much life and you didn't, you just thought it was this little box. Like long story short, um, it was a really bad breakup. I, I'm just going to say it though. I'm going to be honest. I've always been embarrassed to say it. I actually like stayed in the house for like about a year and a half. Like I didn't, besides like working, I had lost a bunch of friends after high school because everyone went to college and like I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I didn't get into the VCU arts department. So I went to community for two years, kind of trying to build up my general classes that I would need to get done for I wanted to go to VCU Arts for Fashion Merchandising because I couldn't sew, so design was out of the question. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna work really hard in these this this like year or two at John Tyler and just get straight A's and then transfer. Didn't get in again. They sent the um, rejection letter before they even looked at my transcript. I was what? like, yes. I was like, okay. In the midst of going through, the relationship was getting really bad. I hated my job, and so then. Um, 2015, we broke up and I just like worked retail for about, um, about like a year. And I was just, I've never been that depressed in my entire life. It was so bad. Um, and you know, like you're trying to figure out like what you want to do. And I was starting to grow my hair out naturally. It was just a lot. I was like, I think I'm going to cut my hair at some point. And, um, so that breakup was really hard. And so I was still trying to figure out what am I going to do for my future Long story short, I decided I wanted to be a stylist, so I got education in that along the way, like around 2017 to about 2020, I started getting my education in color consulting and then personal styling. In 2018, business had kind of started to get going. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this business part-time and I'm working as a receptionist. Um, and I decided to meet my dad. And I'm trying to remember what was like the big it was weird I, I started having just these feelings of I want to meet him like I I'm nervous like what's going to happen if I never meet him in my life how is this going to affect me so did you you always knew who he was but you never actually met him? yeah okay. so um I grew up with just my mom she raised me my dad had a lot of drug addiction issues and so I knew I'd seen pictures I heard about him but I had never met him. And so I was at a point where I was like, okay, I'm an adult now. I feel like, you know, I could handle meeting him. And I went through with that. That was the craziest decision I've ever made. So that was 2018. I was 22 at the time. Um, and again, I had was working as a receptionist. I had my business. I was starting to kind of get a social life again. I was kind of starting to make friends because that's also hard too when like oh you're you know like making yes. friends like as an adult nobody tells you how uncomfortable and awkward and hard that is um I feel like I'm rambling but anyway so I met him so for two years from 2018 to 2020 he was in my life the biggest roller coaster emotionally a lot of ups and downs didn't turn out well um he wasn't in a good place in his life like I was hoping 
and I just got to a point, you know, I put my business on hold, which I'm really upset about that I did. I just put a lot of stuff on the back burner to try and like make this father-daughter relationship thing work. Um, and I had reunited with his family because I hadn't been around them my whole life. So it was just a really like heavy emotional time. And I'm 22. Like looking yeah. back on that, it, I felt older and like mature. And I'm like, no, you were still like so young. 22 and like just starting a business and like had just gone through two years of depression. Like, right. wow. Yeah, you were in a crucible. <laughs> right. And like still just trying to figure out who am I and what do I want to do? And like I'm in and out of therapy and um, just really a bad time period from 2018 to 2020. So it's funny about a month before we shut down, like the whole country like shut down. I was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm cutting him out of my life. And then everything shut down, lost my job. And then I was like, holy crap. And then that's when I started to shift and I was like, okay, I lost my job. I'm just going to do this full time. And then it's just kind of been that ever since. So it's been really rough, like that time period of like 2015 to 2020. But when I look back on it, like it definitely has shaped me because I'm in this period now when I look at everything, I'm like, you know what? It it felt like it broke me, but it's gotten to a point where I'm like, but it didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't break you. So it makes me feel like, like that quote, like even though things feel so messy and so uncomfortable, I definitely am... It's crazy to say I'm glad all of it happened. Like, I never thought... If you had talked to 19-year-old Emmeline crying every day in her room, not wanting to leave the house, if you had told her this breakup is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you, I would not have believed you for a minute. But, like, when I look back on it, like, we were going in two different places, me and him. Like, I don't know if I ever would have started my own business if we had stayed together. Like, I think my world would have been a lot smaller because... I think he was more contentious living like a nine to five and that that's fine. But I wasn't there. Like I yeah. wanted more. And like, if you had told me that I hated my retail job, if you had told me that I wasn't going to be a fashion merchandiser, I wouldn't believe that either. But like retail was a nightmare and I realized, ew, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to work for people. And everything has just like shaped me. And like, even with the dad situation, it's helped me realize like I wrote it down. Let me see. It made me appreciate the most important people that I have in my life right now. Yeah. You know, like I create my own family right now. Yeah. Like, okay, it's not what I want. Would have loved to have had my dad in my life, but I have a great mom. I have great friends like you and Will. And it's like, it's just that reflection. Mm-hmm. That was a lot, but. No, I, I loved it. I, I feel like, um, the time that you were going through your hard time is like temporal. Like that, that was the same time that I was going through That's mine. What, yes. Cause I wrote that down. I was like, I need Courtney to tell them like what you've told me, like in those early, t- oh my God, the twenties. Oh, the twenties the are so hard. Like people talk about how, Oh, it's so fun. Cause you're like free and like, you don't have any, where, where is that at? But fuck. For all the people that know what they want to do and um, go after it, that's great. But, like, for anyone else who isn't sure, it just feels like constantly trying to figure that out. Because, like, our society places so much emphasis on. Yeah. Like, the first question that people usually ask is, like, what do you do? So, what are you doing? So, you're, you're out of college now. What, what's yeah. going on? And then you're just stuck there. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, 
So experiences that have shaped us. For me, there was like one specific time in my life that had a bunch of like overlapping experiences that ended up making that time very challenging for me. Um, And this was really, I guess it kind of started like after, actually my autoimmune thing started when I was a senior in college. And like, I didn't know what was going on, but I realized like my hair was falling out more Mm -hmm. than normal. And for a female, that's like very upsetting. Um, And so I was like trying to figure out what it was. I went to a couple of different doctors and they couldn't figure it out. And then finally, when I was in grad school, like three years later, um, I had this one doctor who was like, okay, we're going to figure this out together. Because I kind of told him, like, this has been happening to me for three years. Oh, my gosh. And, like, doctors are always like, oh, it's in your head. Your hair looks fine. Or, oh, Why? you know, you're just getting older. And I'm uh, like, I'm fucking 23. <laughs> I'm not 60. Yeah. Hello. Like, this isn't menopause. What are you talking about? So, um, anyways, we figured out that I have, uh, underactive thyroid. It's called Hashimoto's. It's like pretty common, I think, but, um, it has a lot of different types of symptoms because your thyroid is like, uh, regulates a bunch of different metabolic things. But for me, the symptoms were lethargic, um, puffy, like weight gain, Mm -hmm. hair loss, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then when I started taking medicine for it um I had other symptoms happen which is like just really anxious because I guess the the medicine kind of stimulates your body to like speed up a little bit because your thyroid is like controlling all your metabolism so I've been used to being like really slow and underperforming and then I went into like hyperdrive mode and I was just super anxious like had my first panic attack in the middle of New York City, <laughs> and, like, it was just stre- oh really stressful. Um, and at the same time, I was dealing with the, the trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yes. Um, and I finished my master's at William & Mary, and I was, like, working for my advisor just, like, as a research technician for a while. Luckily, I had that opportunity while I figured out what I wanted to do. And I decided to go get my PhD pretty much just because I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, I know what this will be like. Right. (laughs) I'm good at school and I usually like school. Um, And so I started a program at Yale and it was, you know, a really great opportunity. Like I had a living stipend and they like covered my tuition and all this stuff. So it was like the perfect scenario if that was what I wanted to do. Right. But um, the lab that I was in ended up just not being a good fit for me at all. Like it was kind of just emotionally draining and it was, it was animal research and I was just like, Oh man, I've always done animal research, but more from afar, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) And just like the day to day reality of it was just a heavy burden especially for me like a Pisces emotional yes impasse yeah just it was a lot and so I was kind of down anyways and I had decided like you know I'm just gonna finish the first two years because then I'll get a master's and so this wouldn't have been like a waste of time um and then at the end of my first year 
as I was wrapping up, my grandma passed away and she was like my person, like my stand in therapy for the person in my life who like I went to for emotional support for she everything. She was a queen. Yeah, she was a queen, Barbara. Barbara Ann. But um when we used to talk like every day, like as I was walking to work I would call and like yeah. we would talk for like an hour. And she was like, you know, always telling stories and, you know, making me feel connected and just better about things and she had a way of like delivering advice that wasn't like you should do this yes it was like let me launch into this story that it's going to take you some thinking to figure out how it's connected to the question you just asked (laughs) yeah barbara and so that obviously when she passed away that was really challenging because i lost like the person that was like who i would talk to about challenging things in my life and a person that I was talking to every day for, you know, years before that. Oh my gosh. And I was already experiencing an emotionally challenging time at, like, my lab and, like, knowing I wanted to quit this program. And I hadn't told my family yet. And my family is very academic-oriented. Like, my dad's a professor. My mom works for a university. And so um, they had a lot of expectation, like obviously they want me to do well in life and they like saw this as a clear path towards that and they just didn't understand and they thought that because of the timing of me deciding not to finish and my grandma passing was like pretty closely linked I had told my grandma that my plan was to not do this but I hadn't told them got you and so they thought even though I explained this to them they thought that I was quitting in quotes because of her and that I was just depressed and yes I was super depressed but not like that wasn't controlling my decision not to finish this program and so I just had a complete lack of family support like I didn't talk to people in my nuclear family for like a couple of months Mm -hmm. and I was just super depressed and I was going to the um the therapy services that are provided at Yale which was a very good opportunity. Like, they really helped me, like, get through a very difficult time. That's so good. I didn't even know that they would have something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, these are, like, people that are kind of leading the edge of their field. Like, they're psychologists that work at Yale University. So they're, like, you know, good, good at their job. And... Um, I had had experiences with therapy before, but I'd never had like such a a connection with one before. Yeah. Like, um, and I I really appreciate having had those people. I had two that um that helped me get through that time. But man, it was it was dark. I was like freaking suicidal for real, and mm-hmm. just not able to talk to basically anyone about it except for Will right. and my therapist because my family was like icing me out. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I made it through that time and I feel like I learned a lot of tools like from therapy about, you know, you can't control what other people, how other people react to you. Like um, there's certain unhealthy dynamics that were going on in my family that were things I hadn't thought about before, but we were, like, all kind of just too interconnected. And if you had um, a disagreement with 
one person, you would go and talk about it with all the other people right. instead of like talking to that person and figuring it out. So I kind of just graduated in a mental health sense from having that training. It was like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a pretty standard. I've had that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And drugs. Don't say no to the drugs if you need them. Mm, good point. <laughs> don't be ashamed of it either. I don't care. Right. Yeah. There's such a stigma with that. Yeah. I still take anxiety medicine. But um, anyways, so finally I... Oh, and at the same time, like Will and I had gotten engaged earlier that year. So I was like trying to plan this wedding. And <gasps> oh I'm like... God. Yeah. And I'm not like a person who would have wanted to have a wedding. Like I would have been happy like... Going off and eloping on our own and having a sweet in vacation. like a white suit with oh, like a yes. hat. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my god, I want to redo my wedding. Can now. we do that? Yeah. Can I just marry myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. But um, yeah. Like the we will was like well like the wedding's not really for us. It's for our like family and friends to have a chance to celebrate and it's like a big party. Like he really wanted to do one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, let's compromise because I was like not wanting to do one. But the compromise was we can have a wedding if we are evenly splitting the planning. Like, I am not fucking doing this. For real, right. (laughs) Because, you know, a lot of times the woman ends up doing it because she wants to, which is cool. But I didn't want to. So in the midst of all that, yes, in the midst of trying to finish my degree, deal with suicidal ideation and having no family support yet. So anyways, uh, we made it through. We got married. We got married and bought a house and moved to Virginia from Connecticut <gasps> all in the same week. Shut <laughs> up. And what year was this? 2017. June 2017. And I was 27. Maybe 28. Wow. I can't remember how old I am. Yeah. That's just so freaky because like I'm 26 and then that was... Oh my God. Yes. So... All that stuff kind of happening at the same time. Like the the autoimmune thing that was causing me a lot of distress with my hair falling out. The mental health journey and like quitting this program and losing my grandma. Right. And feeling like having to reevaluate my nuclear family ties and dynamics. And then um, the career path thing. Like leaving a program without really being sure what I wanted to do next I ended up just starting the job well it's not the same job I have now but working at the same company now Exponent 21 um and I was like the first employee because Will had just started this company and he was like ready to like have help Mm -hmm. and I was like well I feel like I could learn how to do web development like I'll figure it out I love (laughs) and she did come on Pisces I'm really (laughs) mind. So, um, yeah, I've been working here now for like five years, so it worked out. And I feel like that whole journey, like you are saying, like, sometimes when I'm going through a hard time now, I just reflect back on that and I'm like, fuck, I'm a bad bitch. Like, That's what I'm saying, because it's like, it didn't break you. No. It, when you go through that, that was a lot, Courtney. I mean, that's a lot of heavy weight that you had on your back, like, and it does help that now you can look and say, you know what? Anything else that comes up, I'm good. Because yeah. if you went through all that. I did all that before. And I mean, I 
barely eked it through. And, like, I had support. I But I sought out the support. That I was I just about to say that. Because, like, the thing is, when you're in a deep state of depression, like, you don't want to do anything. You don't. Like, you don't even want to get out of bed. No. But, but no one can do it for you. So, like, I went and I called. I looked up how to get mental health care. I called. That's so good, Courtney. I went there, like regularly this is like a not a one-time thing you have to go like every week no um and I just you know I didn't do the things that I couldn't handle like I don't have to do anything for anybody else no all I have to do is make sure that I'm still here (laughs) exactly that's all that it comes down to so I'd say that that was a shaping experience um and it continues to shape me because like I said sometimes I like reflect back on that as like a testament to the in inside strength that I can muster. Cause Courtney, that's a lot for you. I mean, to be able to sought out therapy and you kept going in the midst of that, that shows like pure inner strength. Like a lot of people don't have that. Cause I was in and out of, th- I was going to save this for the, the next segment, but I'll just say it real quick. I've been in and out of therapy since I was like in middle school. And it's when you're that depressed, you don't want to go. You're just like, nah, I'm good. Like the fact that you just kept going, like it shows your true inner tenacity that you have. Thank you. All right. So the next topic that we have lined up for today is taking time to reflect and remember how it felt when you were a past version of Emmeline and Courtney. Did this make you emotional, like, thinking about that? Like, even <laughs> reading it? I had to, like, take a step back from my notes. I was like, why does that make me, like... So I feel like I have amnesia. Like, I'm like, <laughs> how was it? When I was- <laughs> She's like, I can't even get emotional. I was like, wait a minute. Who? I blocked that shit out. For real, though. <laughs> but, um, I... Honestly, I wish I had an opportunity to meet baby Emmeline. I wish that we had met because I think we would have been the bestest of friends. You would have been like the yeah. big sister that I like looked up to all the time. Oh my gosh. That's you so know what sweet. I mean? It's funny too because like I, I feel like we have a sisterly dynamic and you obviously do. I'm older than you so I'd be like your big sister. You're my big sis. But I feel like I get so much um, like insight and ideas that give me joy and like things I reflect back on from you. Thank you, boo. Well, baby Emmeline. I think it makes me emotional because that's like something that I've had to work on in therapy is like little me. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like I hate, it's it's a weird thing. Like I kind of neglect her. So when we were talking about this, I was like, ugh, this is hard. Like, but it's it's like it is interesting when I think about like the people that I've met now like I wish like I had known you back then just having again like with therapy like having that support system like having good people around like when like you know like what you said like with losing like grandma Barb like when you lose like those support systems it's really hard and you Mm -hmm. I feel like as humans we need that like we need people that are in our corners and having that big sister having like someone to like refer to and reflect with and yeah you know 
Or even like somebody who knows you so well that they yes. know what you need. <gasps> mm-hmm. Because like, I think even like with therapy, like the therapist has to like learn what's going on with you. Like how do you receive information in a way that's constructive and like... Yeah, like... What are the deep things going on with you that have kind of brought you to this point? Yes. Like, I feel like it's definitely hard to find, like, that good fit with a therapist. Like, it's been a journey with me. Like, because when I look at, like, past me and I think about, like, I've seen since middle school in total six therapists from middle school to now, like, on and off. And um, it's tricky finding that right fit. And then... When I think about like past Emmeline, I don't think she was like ready to dive into stuff. So I think sometimes certain therapists like we wouldn't really dig deep because I don't think like I was ready. And um, I don't know, like when you think about like past you, like do you still see like similar like core qualities? Like are there things that you've grown and uh, that are like different? Like I just I love thinking about little Courtney. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm still really similar to how I was before. Like, I'm introverted. Um, you know, I love reading and nature. And I spend a lot of time, like, alone, which is what I want. <laughs> yeah. But I do like people, too. And I'm, like, good around people. Like, I feel like in elementary school, in our yearbook, we all had, like, little nicknames. Yes! And the, the one that they, whoever did the yearbook puts that my nickname was Smiley. <gasps> that is so cute! You're just little Courtney just smiling in class. Hey, smiley. I'm like, oh, I, don't even, I didn't even know Aww. that that was my nickname, but sure. <laughs> um, but I, I also think that, um, you know, like a, a growth point is that I used to really seek out other people's opinions. <gasps> yes, yes. You're speaking the language. Yeah, because, I mean, I know we both weren't sure what we wanted to do, like, vocationally. And um, so for a long time, not just about that, but just kind of everything, I'd be like, oh, I have to do this. Like, I really struggled with decision-making. And I was just, like, always looking for inputs. And I, like, collected what everybody else would do. And then I like took all that information, and I still couldn't make a decision. It's because it's like the more input you get, the harder it is. Because everybody has different opinions, and whatever, whatever's right for you is not necessarily what's right for the people you're asking advice of. Because too much input ends up making me feel like I'm gonna have a conniption. Yeah. Because I'm just like I, yeah. I shouldn't have asked for all this input. I should have just like went with my gut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing that is different about me now is that I don't really ask for a lot of input like i love that <laughs> yeah. courtney yeah that's a smart way to live though in a way like thinking about it because like you're right you start getting too much and you're like wait a minute but you're different than me and this part like they're not me mm-hmm. so you really it's like it's good to get input sometimes especially like if you're gonna like make a big decision like and you want a friend to kind of let you know hey have you thought this through? But it's like, but at the same time, it's like, look at everything you've been through. It's like, mm-hmm. you know you. So you really do just need to, like, let let Courtney's voice come first. Yeah, and that's kind of something that is relevant to the whole grad school thing. Because, like, my family was like, you love science. And, like, you're so smart. Like, 
of course this is what you should do. And I'm like, you don't live my daily life. Like my daily life is really depressing and like just the lab work's literally sucking my soul Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so anyways, you they don't validate get it. your yeah. your feelings, what you're having. Mm-hmm. Because even the people that you're closest to in life, like you don't walk in their shoes every day. Right. You have no idea. You don't live in their brain. Mm-hmm. What would you have, like, <clears throat> this topic made me think about this question. If you could go, how did I word it? Let me see. I like how you prepared questions for this. I was like, I need to ask my boo some questions. I bet, I better think of some questions right quick for you. Stop it. <laughs> what would you have told little Courtney if future Courtney, if you were future Courtney and you could have gone back I'm probably really butchering this question. I'm basically saying, if you were little Courtney right right now, let's go back in your little Courtney. If there was a way that future Courtney could have popped in and, and gave her a visit, what would that Courtney have told little Courtney? That is such a great question. Um, I feel like, for, for me as a child, I was really shy and... Um, I did a lot of reading. Like, I'm telling you, I read a lot. That's so cute. Bookworm. Uh, <laughs> like, my sister's first boyfriend used to call me the little librarian because I was just always reading. Um, <laughs> she a fire librarian, though. Yeah, she'd be a hot one. Come on course. now. But, um, yeah. I think I would... I also, because I was shy, I think my parents were concerned making sure that I was, like, getting out there socially and, like... I don't know. They always just seemed really worried about me. Like when I went off to college, like my mom got this little book thing where she like had each of my sisters like write me a note and like oh wow she like put all these old photos in there. It was kind of like a scrapbook, but she didn't do that for any of the other kids. And it's not like I'm her favorite kid. I think it's legit that she was worried that I would like have a hard time adjusting to being on my own right and so and I know that they did these sorts of things from a loving perspective but at the same time it was sending me a subliminal message that I wasn't strong enough to be on my own or do it on my own oh yeah and I think that that kind of reinforced a subconscious message of like you need help and like you're fragile and like you're kind of a weak person (gasps) right right and I, I mean, this could entirely be my interpretation and it, they might see this. They probably do see this entirely differently, but. But your feelings are valid. Thanks. Your experience is valid. Yeah. I think if I could go back and say anything to little Courtney, I would be like trying to toughen her up. Trying to like reinforce like you don't need to hide behind mom's leg. Like you're mm-hmm. okay, Courtney. Mm-hmm. Like fucking stand up. Why? Speak out. Yes. I don't know what you're going to say. Probably something you read in a book, but... <laughs> I love that. Because I see that now. Like, I meeting you, you now, I see that very much kind of like, no, I know me. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. in me. I'm going to be me. I'm Thank not going to, like, stay in the shadows and think that I'm weak because I'm not. I'm different, yeah. but I'm not weak. Yeah. So what would you tell young Emily? What would I tell little me? It's weird. I think because 
going back to what has shaped us, I was thinking, I had a really good friend tell me the, a couple weeks ago that it's normal to go through like quarter life crisis. Like the, oh my that God. the 20s is like a, and I think because I'm so in that, your girl ain't 30, unfortunately, still 20s, that that question was hard for me because I'm like, well, I still don't feel good. I don't, I don't feel in a good place, but maybe, maybe we could say this. If I would probably for sure tell myself, by the way, you're flipping me off with both fingers. Oh my God, I am. Oh no. It was to, it was to my past. I was sitting here thinking about my past. Tell me how you really feel. I'm weak, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, um, I think I would for sure like tell little Emmeline, like, even though everyone's making you feel different, like everyone's asking, are you adopted? Why is your mom white? And you don't, look, oh yeah. And like, you know, why does your hair look like uh, that? And, and you know, not fitting in with, never really feel like you fit in with groups of friends. And I went through a lot of friendships, like it was really hard when I was little in that respect. And so I think I would tell her like, okay, this isn't going to get any better for a little bit. It's going to be rough and you're going to go through a a really heavy time in your life, but you're going to get to the other side and you're going to feel a lot better. Like you're finally going to have a good support system of really good friends like Courtney and just you're going to have mom there every step of the way with you with your business and like you're, you're good and you're going to figure it out, but it's going to be a rough road, but I think I would just tell her, but you kind of like with you, but you have that strength. Like it's in there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel like it's there. You're going to feel really confused. You're going to feel really lost, but like you're going to make it. You're going to get to the other side. It's not going to break you and you're going to be who you looked up to. Like I would see like girls, like in movies, like characters or in books and magazines and celebrities. And I would be, I want to be like that. I want to dress like her. I want to have that confidence. I want to be, fierce like her and I think I would just tell little Emmy like you're gonna be that like you're gonna get to that point but even like talking with you with this episode Courtney like I think I would tell her there's other girls having that same experience because you feel so alone like especially Mm -hmm. in your 20s like nobody else is having this but like even hearing your story like just all the like terrible like snowball effect of oh it's not this but we're also going to deal with this oh let's throw this in there too and then it's that like it just feels like it doesn't end but it helps to know that there's other people in the world that have that same experience like especially in their 20s so i think i would just tell her like it's gonna be hard it's not gonna get better right now but it's you're gonna get there yeah you know and i was it's funny that you said that other people have the same experience because I was just thinking like do you think everybody has these like maybe not all it doesn't always happen in your 20s per se but I feel like everybody has these like crucible life moments and I wish people would be more open like I wish when I was around people even right now like being around people my age um or even like some of my my mom's friends and like I wish people would just be more open about yeah, I'm having a hard time. Or, oh my God, like you should have seen me like during this time in my life because I mean, I, I'm doing good now, but it wasn't yeah. that. 
because you just start to feel so like, what am I doing? Like, like messed up. We yes. Yeah. Like you do. Man, what is wrong with me that I'm having this like psychotic? <laughs> yes. Because when I when I had um, it was Jolinda. She told me she was like, oh my god, girl, like it's a quarter life crisis, and just having someone put a label, I'm like, okay, so I'm not having this like crazy moment in my life and nobody yes. else is oh my god it's funny that you say that because when i first started with the therapy at yale and they were like okay so you have generalized anxiety yep same i was like the label helps because i feel like my whole life i've been super anxious and i just thought that everybody was yes <laughs> yes and i'll even do these things like you're right like a label it's funny because we grow up in this climate of labels don't don't label yeah. me. But in this sometimes way, sometimes it helps. Sometimes, <laughs> like you said, with like medication, like don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Like I know for me, sometimes I'll even watch like these. Um, I forget the channel that it is on YouTube, but it's this it's this thing where they'll get a group of people. Like I saw this one was like a group of biracial kids, and they'll ask these questions, and they all kind of get to say, do they agree? Do they disagree? How strong? How not? Are they neutral? And it, it helps to just see people, like, be around someone like you that has generalized anxiety. I have that, too. Or, like, be around, like, other biracial kids and we all have that label. And being able to talk about those experiences of not being able to fit in or just being a woman and how hair mm-hmm. impacts our self-presentation or, our, our, like, our self-esteem. Like, I do think sometimes in that way having labels, like, it's a quarter-life crisis. Like, yes. Because I feel like everyone, especially because of social media, everything's perfect. Yeah, everything is perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was actually thinking this morning, like, I need to get off Instagram. It's funny because I'm, like, progressively just deleting all of the social media apps. Like, I, I started... I do that so bad. I think with Facebook. Yeah. Yes. I haven't had. I haven't looked at my... I still have it because for work sometimes I need it. But I haven't looked at or updated it in years. I have no idea what's on there. It's probably better, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, in a way, when you think about it, are we meant to know everything about everyone's life at every millisecond of every time? (laughs) Like, when you think about it like that, it's like, we don't need need to know that. Or I'd rather just be in person. I want you to, like, whenever, every time we meet up for the podcast, I love it. Or every time we just meet up in general, we always have, like, a little catch-up session. It's like, I'd rather have that than, here's my breakfast today, went yeah. shopping today, like, got oh, my tire changed today. Yeah. Like Courtney had eggs again today. <laughs> right? It's like, do, do we need to know that? Like, yeah, exactly. But then, devil's advocate, but... Maybe it would be refreshing if people would use it to let everyone know I'm having a quarter life crisis or yeah. like it's just I think if fake fake happy fake, fake happy positive. does not make me feel good but if people were being more open and honest and there were more forums or more opportunities to just sit and say hey I'm my grandmother who's my support system passed away I don't know what I want to do this job is stressing me out. I'm having, um, like, just a moment. Just being able to, mm-hmm. I think, if people were more open and were talking about their story and their journey, 
maybe social media would be better, but I don't think it's ever going to be used for that. But it just, I don't know. It went off. Yeah. I agree, though. Like, if more people were more open, it would help because it would counteract that feeling that you have when you're in that, like, low place or trying moment or time of your life where you feel messed up. Like, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I'm weak. Whatever. Yeah. No, you're just a human being living in a difficult time. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, I feel like therapy has really helped with that where... I had a therapist one time just say, we're not simple beings. Like human beings are super complex. So you have to just be easy on yourself and say, yeah, there's going to be days you wake up and you just feel off Mm -hmm. or you're just really having a rough time period in your life. Like I just feel like as people, like as human beings, it's not one plus one equals two all the time. It's very complex and it Mm -hmm. can get complicated and, it's just a lot. And I think we just have to give ourselves that. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling good right now. I actually feel like maybe that's one of the biggest arguments for therapy too. Because it's so complex. It could be like hormonal or like something situational. Yes. Whatever. But sometimes you really need help. A, figuring out what the cause is. And then figuring out how to reframe your thinking. Because so yes, much of it is mindset. It is. And the brain is strong. Man, for me, like, I swear, there's like three days every month where I am like really negative. Same. Actually, it's every day for me. But... <laughs> and every time it happens, like, I check, um, I have like an app where I keep track of this, which I know oh, is wow. like, oh, watch out. For the apps sharing your data now that the government is keeping track oh of women's every move but um i like the app because i can go look at it and i'm like oh yeah that's why i'm feeling like this see <laughs> it's like going back to that label thing again it's kind of like you're able to look at it and go oh that's right i did have this last month yes i do have this every month thank you right <laughs> it just makes it feel lighter like you're not in that deep hole like yeah just this episode i think like being able like we had like the quotes and looking at like what shaped us and thinking about like our past selves and like how we've grown like i think it's making me realize i think i need to make that more of a whether it's daily weekly some type of practice because yeah it does make you you're just kinder to yourself you're like look at everything that courtney like yeah look at what we've gone through like let's just say in the past like 10 years Mm -hmm. But look at where we're at. You know, I think just having that moment of reflection is super important. And also, um, it's funny because I know I said earlier, like, why do you care what other people think about you? But by the same token, you could think about it like if you were seeing Emmeline right now from an outside perspective you'd look much more kindly on yourself. You would. You'd be, like, more impressed with yourself. Yes. You would make the same assumptions that you're making about other people on Instagram about yourself. Like, everything is kind of fake. <laughs> For real. So just don't don't be so hard about hard on yourself because, like, you're comparing knowing everything that goes on in your brain and your life to... A picture you saw on Instagram. A 1%. A 1% <laughs> yeah. that you're seeing with friends, associates, co-workers, business net connections, family. It's like a 1%. Yes. Versus, and, like you said, everything in, in your head. Yeah. And everybody 
for the most part is always showing up trying to put their best foot forward because I mean that's like normal I think people should do that yeah but, but it means that you don't get to see like you said the moments that people struggle which is nice to just know that you're not the only one when oh you're my going through it All right, so you know that I'm going to come with a book recommendation, right? Come on, librarian queen. Okay, so the book that I read, like, that I finished most recently, I'm in the middle of reading, like, four books at the same time about abortion because I just went off. But anyway. Deservingly so. <laughs> yeah. The last one I finished was Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, and the author on that one is Bonnie Ware. And she is a midwife. Not a midwife, sorry. Um, like an elder care person. So she would like live in home with someone who was like going through the final stages of life. And, um, so she kind of summarized all of the incredible insights that people have given her through these relationships over the years. Um, and she kind of groups them into five like top five um, regrets that these people expressed and I liked it because it's an opportunity to learn um, from the people I think are the smartest which are the ones that have lived most of their life and they're able to look back and reflect on this whole experience and kind of distill down like what's one thing that I, that I would have done differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, like some of them that come to mind are like working less or being more honest, like saying how you really feel, expressing yourself. Um, working less, spending more time with your loved ones, that kind of thing. Um, not taking life so seriously, things like that. I, I don't remember all five of them, but I just, I thought it was a really cool, not only do I love old people, I feel like they're the most interesting, they have the best stories, Yes. and they're usually like really sweet. Um, and sassy. Sassy, I love that. So it kind of fit with me on that side, but also it's really valuable information to have someone who's like in the final stages of their life and they live 90 years and they're like, okay, if I had to give one piece of advice. Yes. That's like golden advice. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, how can I try to incorporate some of these things now at the age I am, which is pretty young relatively. Um, and hopefully when I get to that point that I won't have regrets. I love that. You have to like live your life thinking about, future Courtney yeah. or like 90 year old Courtney like what is she gonna say like what is she gonna say do I have 50 regrets or am I just big chilling like yeah like she I live life damn I really wish I had cut all my hair off back when I was young I'm not letting you have that regret <laughs> no I'm gonna do it I 80 year old in the line yeah. at the time will not be having 90 she like year old. Courtney do you need me to come over and buzz your head I'll do it <laughs> That's so yeah, I can't reach the back anymore. <laughs> it's really long back there. I got the front. I got a mullet. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So I've never thought about how like someone that has lived that long, like yeah, man, their advice, golden. Yeah, and it's and the book's not presented in like regret often has a negative connotation. It's not presented like that at all. It's more presented like beautiful stories of these emotional connections that she makes with these people 
And then, like, it's almost like a gift that they give her. They're yes. Like, now, Bonnie, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't work too hard. You know, stuff I like that. I love that. So, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying by Bonnie Ware. That's my book rec for this episode. I love this. We need that for yeah. each episode. Oh, I'm going to come prepare. Because I know you got the yeah, books like on deck. You know I like to read. I love Court's recommendations. So... I think that that's it for this this one reflection. This has been a good one. Like I feel like it was a good one to do like halfway through the year, and I love reflecting with you. Me too. Really I feel like, like reflecting with you also is helpful because hearing your thoughts not only like unlocks that feeling of like oh I'm not alone. Oh yes. It also I think is helpful to get an outside perspective to like reflect back. Sometimes yes. like you need a, a person to be your mirror to be like, all right, Emmeline, let me drop some truth on you. Yes. Here's all the things that I admire about you that you aren't giving yourself any credit for. Yes. So. It's that support system again. Like, I feel like you need that. Whether it's therapy, friends, family, just somebody to have that mirror and be like, no, no, queen, yeah. no. So I feel like if anyone is listening to this, which maybe no one is, <laughs> my assignment would be... To go find your mirror. Yes. And have a little reflection with them. And be ready to give as as much as you receive. I love that, Courtney. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. You can follow us on our Instagram page, Their Ladyship, with no space, for all updates. Send in any questions or comments you want to share at Their Ladyship at gmail.com. Until next time, stay fly, ladybugs.